Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with a guest. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often around here, but please welcome my daughter, Mariana, to the show. Hello. Hi, Mom. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. You know, we're going to have a fun show. I can yes, tell. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Christy is, of course, traveling, so Mars was kind enough to step in and help out. I also have a guest tomorrow night, and my guest tomorrow night is Nurse Hadley from TikTok. I've been talking about it. You guys probably already know, but she is a hospice nurse who has a lot of really wonderful stories and insights about death and dying, Yeah, and yeah, lots of... Uh, interesting stories from clients having, uh, you know, visitations and, you know, experience with the other side through that process. So she's got a lot of interesting things to say. So that will be tomorrow night, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain, right here on the YouTube and Facebook live streams. So yep. that's what's coming. That's going to be super awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I was really excited. She said yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I've tried to get other people I thought were interesting around here and haven't gotten anybody. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. except for me, We're, of course. Except for you, this is your second appearance. I'm the most interesting. It's of true. Everyone. Of everyone. Of anyone ever. Of anyone ever. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm gonna stick to that. Okay. I'm not gonna argue. I'll just take. I'll, I'll take that. Don't. Off. Don't argue. I was raised by Katie Weaver, mom. Right. There's no way I'm not the most interesting ever. Right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we, so we actually did a show together, you and I, last fall. We did. It was a four Patreon show. So some of you guys saw it and some of you did not, if you're not a patron. But we did a show yeah. about uh, dumb criminals. They were like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that one? Like mm -hmm. the, the kid that like left his debit card at the crime scene. and Yeah. <laughs> Lots of scary pants, stuff that. like that. Yes. Mm hmm Yeah. <sighs> well, I do want to say hello to our chatters. Can you see the chat room? Um, I'm not sure where you're on your iPad. I'm not sure how it looks. You oh, yeah, see. I can. Oh, there you go. So we want to say hi to Cranky, to Cammy, to M. The uh, marvelous M. I love that. M's all you need, huh, Mars? <laughs> RJ, Jacqueline, Aaron, JR, Jeannie, Patricia. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're having a great night. So, Mars, how's it going? How was your day? I convinced my dad to take me golfing, and I went golfing. And I play softball, and so my parents um, never let me go golfing because I thought it was going to ruin my swing. Sorry, this is just covering the screen. And then I finally convinced them to let me go golfing. And now I love it a lot. I think it's fun. Yeah. I know. All these years. Your brother yeah, was never allowed to be a snowboarder because he was a football player. And we didn't want him to never, go break his leg. You never let me be a snowboarder either. It's true. Maybe, how am I supposed to have fun in Idaho in the winter? I know. We were the most. We were the worst. The worst. I know. Uh, the I worst. Know. The worst. Couldn't go. Wouldn't let our kids go get hurt. Jerks. <laughs> yeah. Well, hi you to Nancy, have those Grandma Girl. 
I guess. I mean, you can do them as adults now. And the good part is I don't have to pay for it. And I, I would, you know, just uh, politely ask you to wait till you're off of my insurance. But, you know, that's just a thought. Mm, I think I'll do it. <laughs> so, yes, she is. Uh, Mars is just uh, two weeks away, three weeks away from heading to school. Yep. She's going to play softball in college. And so these guys know you're going to Montana. That's all they know, because for your safety, we haven't been completely specific about where you're going because, <laughs> you know, we are a crime channel. So <laughs> we, we know a little yeah. about trying to keep our, uh, ourselves safe. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, she's getting ready to go. Headed to Montana in a few weeks. Yep. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Your new car is all fixed and done and ready. Yeah. My car, it's doing really good. I'm really yeah. proud of it. I've ordered yeah. some stuff for it so that I can listen to music and not listen to the radio because the radio is not good. Mm. Well, no offense, but <laughs> rather, rather play my Spotify. And it's a long drive. Like, you're going to need things to listen to in the car. Podcasts. Mm -hmm. I know of this good one. Yeah. It's by the Psychic Sisters. I yeah, believe. I thought. That's I, a good thing you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. hello to Language of Horses. Yeah. <laughs> Shayla wants to know, does your mom talk about crime all day long? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's, I like, sorry, my arm is just up there because I was looking through the comments, but yeah. Sometimes it gets a little bit annoying because she expects me to remember every case. She's like, do you remember this name? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> usually I don't remember. Well, that's my bad. But to be fair, uh, the inception of this channel was at the time that the Daybell case was just heating up. And the reason that I was able to uh, attend some of the things that I was able to be present for early on we use uh, that press pass. Yeah, I was writing on her press pass because yeah. she was the editor of her school paper. Yeah. And so she had a press pass. I didn't. I was the supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't at all. But I my got teacher, to go. My teacher would text me and be like, hey, this broke. You need to head over. And I'd be like, okay, mom, I guess it's your time to shine. Let's go. One time. Yeah. One time she made me sit outside of the courthouse from like, five no it was like 3 a.m to like seven okay <laughs> i wanted to do it i was probably the lead instigator but i'm gonna say you made me mm -hmm. and then i had softball practice later and it was when we were waiting for lori to come um to the courthouse and she came yeah when Lori was, was extradited at, yeah she um came while i was at practice and i had spent like 12 hours there me and my friend carly we sat there for about like five hours the night before like we we staked that out and i mm -hmm. didn't even get to be there i know it's not fair but who stayed and did it for you i did it for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie some of the stories that i turned in for that class or i posted for that class my mom did write and sure. i'm not proud of it but they got well, views it was, so it was during softball season and <laughs> You know, the things were really heating up with the Vallow case. And yeah. She was, you know, but turning I, a lot of, you know, articles into it, the paper. It wasn't cheating, guys. Let me tell you why it wasn't cheating. 
because no. I gave myself grades. So all I have to do is post the stories. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell my teacher what grade I got and she'd put it in. So Thanks, anyway, so well, should we talk to Because you had a ghostwriter. Yeah. They just you just, you had a ghostwriter. You were very busy. Yeah. And it just I happens really that ghostwriter's a damn good writer, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, am I going to major? So I'm, when I go to school, I'm going to do my generals and then I'm going to transfer to a four-year college and I'm going to do, um, political science and then hopefully get my law degree. Cause, um, M just said, are you going to major in criminal justice? So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much where that's going. Hopefully. Um, kick butt and take names and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, I want to be a mini AOC. There you go. Maybe you'll yeah, be a full-sized cool. AOC, you know? Maybe. Maybe me and AOC will be besties someday. Hey, maybe someday. Well, you know, she's actually wanted to be an attorney for a long time. She's wanted to be a lawyer since she was little. There, there was a time in there where I was like, ooh, maybe I want to be an orthodontist. And then I took chemistry in high school. And I was like, this makes no sense. I cannot pass these college classes of chemistry so I, <laughs> yep just isn't for me Listen but anyways me. chemistry almost kept me from graduating from college last semester i engaged working full-time and trying to finish up my degree and taking chemistry oh my god it was a nightmare it was chemistry by the grace of uh well, yeah well the, the professor was the dad of some kids I went to high school with and he was very gracious to me and he passed mm -hmm. me when I did not deserve it at all not, but that's what we call a king mom that's what that's what we call a king <laughs> um yeah so should we go into our first story I think we better because <laughs> we've got oh my goodness there is quite the ruckus going on in Utah isn't there well, first we prayed for rain and got some flooding, which... Yeah. What? Well, yeah, they had a drought going, and the governor said, guys, we got this. Pray We're going to pray for rain. Now, it didn't come for, what, about four weeks? Yeah, it came, though. That's it all came it in a torrent, yes. <laughs> and they had flash floods. So... Yeah. But this is worse. This is worse. Uh, apparently, tell, the governor... You tell them, Katie. All right. The governor apparently has been offending people right and left and they can't take any more. And they have sent yeah. him a letter. They have given him an ultimatum. Change your name or else. Because his last name, his surname is very offensive. It's I'm just really offended by it. So, I'm so do you want to do you want to tell him what it is? I I, I kind of wanted to let him guess for just a minute, but I, I guess I'll let you is. guess while I tell you a little more about the letter. The letter said that if he does not immediately take action <laughs> to change his name, that they are prepared to try for a recall, get him out of office, because their children should not have to be exposed to this horrific last name. No. No. Nope. No. Nope. Anybody know what the last name is yet? You'll be surprised. You probably thought of something worse than it actually is. <laughs> Would you like to do the honors? It's Cox, spelled C-O-X. 
<laughs> middle name is penis. No, it's just Cox, C-O-X. <laughs> but Cox is not something that their children yeah. should be hearing. I think that he needs to change it to Nephi, maybe. Nephi. I, I was thinking Wiener, like Anthony Wiener. I, maybe he should just, like, honor Utah and change his last name to Salt Lake. So it's just, like, Governor Salt Lake. Governor Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just Utah. Change it to Utah. Yeah. yeah. Like he thought it might be Dick or something. Yeah. So, seriously, some people actually did uh, send an ultimatum to the governor. So there's Utah working on the hard stuff. <laughs> Forget that the Delta variant is kicking their asses right now. We're going after the mayor's or the governor's last name. Because that is yeah. not cool. Yeah. It's just like our kids don't need to be raised in an environment where we think it's mm -hmm. okay to have the last name Cox. No. What was he thinking? Yeah. Well. Disgusting. What was he? It's not like he, it's not like he chose his last name. <laughs> I'm like. I know. People. So that's the biggest criminal case of the day. The criminal of someone having a bad last name. The criminal is the governor of Utah. Yeah. He really needs to clean it up. Anyway, I don't yeah. think he will. I suspect that's not going to happen. He yeah. thought he posted. He thought it was funny. Yeah, there, he did. He thought me, it was funny. Let me read the quote. Oh, yeah. From his Twitter. Really grateful for the criticism and constructive feedback I get from the constituents that demand I check notes. Change my name? Like, shouldn't we be more concerned about other things than changing our names? Because, yep. in my opinion, Weaver sounds too much like Wiener. Maybe, so maybe we, we need change to change our, name. our last name. Oh, God. What do you think we should change it to? Beaver. Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think you might catch some resistance on that one. Okay. So. Let's go completely away. A Cox. Yes, we'll just idea. change it to Cox. <laughs> That's a good one. Good idea. I thought maybe we could go completely veer totally away and go to something like um, Goddess or Isis. Not Isis. Like not Isis, Isis, but like the... Uh, you know, the goddess Isis, or would that offend? That would offend. Yes, it would. <laughs> Too funny. That would well, be a bad idea. So the governor is Spencer Cox, is his name. Somebody yeah. asked in the chat. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. There you go. He better change it so he can stay the governor. Hard stuff happening in Utah, guys. <laughs> Stop. hard stuff Stop yeah seeing that that's inappropriate i know here we go i could i could make a thousand jokes about this but i won't because we have a lot to cover so let's change gears and move on to daybell vallow yeah i, I know oh. this will come as a surprise but there's more to come you know really well you know how it goes so i mm -hmm. sent you a bunch of yeah. stuff but there has been and we already did, uh, this has already been covered a little bit. We're going to talk a little more about it. So James Archibald has now been assigned as the uh, the lead counsel on Lori Vallow's case. Mm -hmm. And as of today, they finally said, or, or yesterday, that now 
Mark means is co-counsel. And we okay, don't okay, wait, know if wait. that will last. Stop. Yeah. Stop, yeah, stop right the presses. Okay. Because when I was preparing for my big second debut on the show, mm -hmm. I read up on like the qualifications that you have to have to be able to try a criminal case or no, a capital case. And mm -hmm. he doesn't have the experience for even co-counsel. No. So I'm not sure if he'll keep, I don't think he can because you have to have at least had like, I might be wrong guys and I'm not an expert by any means, but I think what I read is you have to be active in criminal cases for at least three years. And this is his first criminal case. Yeah. So I don't know if that is, a, if he's allowed to stay, I'm, I don't know. So here's my prediction. My prediction okay. is they will bring another attorney in and they'll bump him down again. Because my understanding is he can only be like third or fourth chair on this case because of his lack of experience. So I think yeah. that there'll actually be a second co-counsel brought in and Mark will get knocked down one more rung. But what do you think it's going to be like for, uh, for Jim Archibald to uh, be working alongside of Mark Means? I think we're all thinking the same thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on the show, but I'm just thinking shit. Show. Like, I don't know okay. how. I, I, I was how, thinking clusterfuck, so I think we're right along <laughs> the same lines. I just don't know how how I could ever see him working with anybody else cooperatively. I, me neither. Me neither. Because, I can't imagine. Mm -mm. And because he has so much to learn, you know? This is his first criminal case, which so maybe it'll like maybe it'll be good for him to see like somebody that actually tries criminal cases work and see that he's doing this all wrong, or I don't know. Like, I, not that it's a good thing that like he's a lawyer, but like yeah. maybe it'll be like good for him to be with something else. But I don't think that his ego will be able to get out of the way enough for him to. Um, be able to work with somebody else that probably knows more than him. Yeah, totally agree. I, I think it's going to be a nightmare. Um, it, yeah. You know, I it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, yeah. You know, and then there's just the really weird part of this. Like Lori's going to be pissed, you know, when, when she's finally spiffed up and sent back to the jail and, yeah, and maybe she already knows. Cause I know Mark's had contact with her in uh, the mental hospital, but I, she referred to to means she told other inmates that he was her son in a past life because she had an affair with an angel and had this baby boy with big blue eyes and as soon as she saw means and saw those big blue eyes she knew that that was her blue-eyed baby boy and so the thing is now i know that is I know. Oh, I know. If I, was her, <laughs> if I was her lawyer and I heard that, I, I would immediately go, oh, I, I think I'm off this case. Uh, yeah. Off. Conflict of interest, Can, man. Yeah. That, no. <laughs> no. No. So how is she going to feel finding out that uh, he can't represent her, uh, you know, as, at least as the lead because of, uh, you know, his complete lack of experience? Yeah. Yeah. Very it's going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah.
Well, and I, d I doubt that Jim Archibald will baby her bullshit the way Means has. Uh, yeah. Jim Archibald is really well known around here uh, as being, uh, you know, and of course this is, Lori has been uh, declared indigent. So she, these are public uh, defenders at this point that the state is paying yeah. for. And this is just the beginning of assembling her team. So we'll see a few more people join her team by the time her whole legal defense is put together. And again, there's probably going to be a place there for Mark, but he sure won't be the top dog. He already isn't. But, yeah. and of course they haven't even been able to officially declare her the, uh, you know, that they're seeking the death penalty because everything is stated yeah, in her can't. case. Yeah. They can't right now because it's all, yep. Yeah. And <laughs> he can be the coffee boy. There you go. So, I know you probably already talked about this, but what are our feelings on them seeking the death penalty in um, Chad's case? Because I know you guys, you and Aunt Chris, you um, like digged at that and thought that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, not surprised. I, I think it's a little bit bittersweet because like I do not like the guy and he is an awful human being, but... At the same time, I don't know if it's worse to rot in jail or prison for the rest of your life thinking about yeah. what you did. Also, I don't like he's not going to be treated good in prison, like no. at all. So mm -hmm. I feel like, but saying that it's the easy way out isn't this like I'm not sure. I'm a little bit conflicted by it because I don't mm -hmm. think it's the easy way out, but I also kind of do because I know he's going to sit in prison for even if they convict him and he is like going on death row it'll be mm -hmm. years and years and years and years and like oh, yeah he's gonna take a lot of abuse in prison which oh yeah uh, go ahead yeah. like because child abusers don't do good in prison mm -hmm. say joy i agree with you joy says the death penalty is about forcing a plea i 100 percent agree i don't actually think we'll see chad with the death penalty i think that he will plead out and roll on lori right. And yeah, I know some of you guys disagree and that's okay, but I think that's really what will happen because uh, he's going to try to avoid it. The hard part that Chad has, though, the hard thing he has going for him is that he has three. I mean, Lori could too, if they ever, uh, you know, officially move forward on Charles in Arizona, but that will be down the road after Idaho's had all of their uh, time with her. But I don't know. I, I was going to ask you, Mars, has that, has this whole case and the death penalty uh, has it made you second guess at all your feelings about uh, the death penalty or it made you examine your feelings about the death penalty? Um, I have conflicting ideas on the death penalty because honestly, if we like look at it like the money wise, it's cheaper just to keep them in jail forever. Like, yeah. Honestly, if from the like research I've done, it's a lot cheaper for the state to keep him in jail for in the prison. rest of his yeah. life instead. Oh yeah, prison. Sorry guys, I keep all messing that up. But at the same time, like if you're killing innocent children, do you have like I don't know. I'm really conflicted by it. What is your opinion, Mom? I'm super conflicted with it too. I am. Yeah. I will say this though. Our current technology, uh, you know, and being able to really nail down very specific things like DNA yes. 
and cell phone pings and, you know, and, and cameras everywhere that pick up so much stuff. And that makes me feel better because oh, there have been countless people put to death for things they didn't, for crimes they didn't commit, you know, for time in the yeah. And so that bothers me. But I yes. think that technology now we're able to get a much clearer picture of who did yes. what. That maybe changes it for me a little bit. But yes, it I, it bothers me too. I don't know. I have a foot in both uh, camps. Now, there's yeah. been some talk that the Biden administration may suspend the death penalty at this point, federally. Really? Yeah, so that could change things. Is the death maybe penalty not. that... Is the death penalty something that would have to go through the Supreme Court? I I don't think so. The Supreme Court of Idaho, maybe. Okay. I'm but, just not sure if it's mentioned in the uh, Constitution. Because I also have conflicting ideas because of the like way the Constitution was written. Like, no cruel and unusual punishment. And people are like, oh, that's not cruel. But at the same time, like, taking someone's life is, like, kind of cruel. So I just don't mm -hmm. know if that... I don't know. Constitutionally, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, if anybody else has any opinion, like, please comment it. Because, like, I'd love to see other points of view. Because I don't understand that completely. Yeah. Yeah. Joy said one undeserved death penalty served is too many. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. So it's yeah. a toughie for sure. But that's kind of what's going on there. So the other part of that is that I... So Jim Archibald... Uh, we did a little research on Jim. I searched like the lawyer reviews and stuff like that and really couldn't find much. So I do know he represented my cousin, our cousin, a few years ago in not a criminal matter, actually, in a, no. in a, in a state matter. State, yeah. And he was very, very kind to her and really good to her. Now, I'm sure there's people out there that don't like Jim Archibald, but that that's been our experience with him. Uh, but you guys might remember we have reported about several times about uh, the murder of Angie Dodge. That was a girl that was murdered in Idaho Falls like 30 years ago. And the wrong man was put in prison for her murder. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, they finally caught the right guy, Brian Drips. Yeah. And a couple of, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe three months ago, we live streamed the sentencing of Brian Drips. You guys might remember that. Well, yeah. Brian's attorney was Jim Archibald. So just to make that connection. But uh so what he, was his conviction? What was I don't Brian? Remember. Yeah. Um, I think he was convicted to 25 years to life. Okay. And he's older and has horrible health problems. So the, the family yeah. was actually very disappointed that they didn't go for the death penalty in that case. Yeah. But they did not. They won't go for the death penalty unless they have something to gain, like with Chad trying to pull yeah, like him. a plea. Or if they just really think they can get it and that the crimes that they've committed are worthy of that, you know. But so at any rate, the, the family so was quite frustrated over it. Another question I have about Chad, just like want your intuition. Do you think yeah. he's scared of dying? Because he thinks that he's like above all one of the 144,000 like do you think he's really no. scared of dying because no, I don't I think I like with his beliefs I'm not sure mm -hmm. he thinks he did anything wrong which is mm -hmm. awful but mm -hmm. like I'm not sure he actually thinks he did anything wrong mm -hmm. I think that uh there has to be a part of him that's afraid of dying 
But uh, I yeah. think there's probably a large part of Chad that's not afraid of dying. Yeah. Me and Lori were really at peace with their crimes. And so, yeah, I and I really don't think that Lori's afraid of dying at all. No, yeah. she thinks she's gonna become an angel. Yeah, if anybody tries to fight the death penalty, I think it will be Chad. I don't really see it being Lori, but we got to get her all spiffed up and uh, you know, healthy enough to be able to come stand trial. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with her, but yeah. Well, yeah, Cranky, I agree. They did not yeah. act like, and they still don't act like they think they did anything wrong. They were doing God's yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's but, a muff, muffed up God for you. So sitting in jail has, you don't think has made Chad go, oh, shit. Like well, I would hope I so. Right? But, but, I, but dude's arrogant and delusional. And yeah. thinks he is something else. I don't know. I'll tell you I what. Even out there driving by his house, like sometimes when you're headed to the sand dunes, it has the most eerie feeling. It's. I remember when they first um, uncovered the kids. I was the night after. I was with my really good friends, and we were just driving around. And they're like, "Let's go drive past." And I was like, "Absolutely not. That place is just." feels so disgusting like in my body it just makes me want to cry when I go past it mm -hmm. when we were there when they yeah. did the first press conference um yeah. and announced that they had found human remains they hadn't even announced yet that it was two sets yeah. of human remains or that it was the kids I mean they had things they had to do right um yeah. but we actually were able to get in on that press conference now it was uh long uh it was easily a mile from their actual house yeah. like you they had the see whole the house, road but... closed off like nobody could get in or out mm -hmm. and we tried <laughs> but oh yeah we were we off. were texting everybody we knew we were like hey like from out there we're like hey um are you home yeah. we can we come to your house but we couldn't find anywhere closer than where we got yeah, yeah, we tried all of our contacts, huh? Because we know a lot of people that live out there, but yeah, it's so crazy. So I'm with you. Well, and it wasn't, gosh, not very long after uh, Lori was extradited back to Rexburg, you ran into Chad on the road, right? You yeah. stopped at a stoplight by him. It scared I, the crap out of you. There's a stoplight by our house, and I knew like like kind of what he was driving just what my mom had told me and he turned like down the road like by me and I just like stared I was like oh my god and I immediately was like pressed the button in my car I was like call mom right now and it, it, I told my mom I was like oh I can't even look at him he's <laughs> she called me I just ran into chat bell yeah ick I mean it's really awful that, you know, when they got back here, Lori was extradited back. She never yeah. did get out of jail. But this town was just subjected to Chad. Well, and we have a cousin who her daughter married Chad's son. And we're not he particularly went... close to this family. Yeah. But uh, my father-in-law came over right after they had extradited Lori and said that uh you know that he'd been out and visited with those cousins and they were telling him how this is a big misunderstanding and chad is the nicest guy and he's just trying to help Lori and her kids and 
the press is just, you know, making mincemeat yeah. out of Chad and it's so unfair and he's such a good person. We go back to the the media. It's just the media making I mm -hmm. I hate that when people are like, it's the media. I'm like it's all the media's so fault. Like Sometimes it is, but not in this yeah. case. <laughs> but usually journalists are out like if you're looking at the right place, most journalists are out here trying to make random people on the street look bad. They're just trying to do exactly what they went to school to do and that's just report on the truth especially yeah. like small town like here small towns like they're not yeah. here to ruin one person's life they're just here to report on what's going on no. that's probably one of the big biggest things that's happened here in a long time and it's really sad that that's something that like something good didn't happen that we could have talked about for, right but it's just the truth right yeah, Which is it, it will always be. I can't imagine that it won't always be the biggest thing that's ever happened in Rexburg. And the reason that people know the name Rexburg. I mean, this is a little bitty town. But yeah, it's yes. And so that was really uh, interesting. And and so, you know, my father in law sitting on my couch going, yeah, they're saying that this is all a big misunderstanding. And Chad's actually a really good guy and Lori, blah, blah, blah. And we're going, that just doesn't feel right to us, you know. Mm -mm. And Obviously, then, they have some pretty good, like, because I we definitely haven't seen all the evidence, and a lot of the times I don't think she'd be extradited all the way back from Hawaii if they didn't have some really solid evidence that yeah. there was something wrong with the kids. Yeah, well, they knew something pretty bad had happened, partly yeah. because of their conversations with Melanie Gibb at that point. Yeah, yeah. Which we didn't know that then, but we do know that now. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Good point, Monica. Who buried the kids in Chad's yard? The deceased children fairy? Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. So at any rate, you know, they've, uh, they've had their come to Jesus now, of course, you know, and now they have a completely different attitude about Chad. But, you know, that's how a lot of people around here did feel and, and defended the hell out of him because they knew him to be someone totally different. Yeah. Than, uh, than this person who could kill children and kill his yeah. wife, you know. And I, if that was my, I understand them being in denial. Like it's mixed with the grief of their mother dying. Like obviously mm -hmm. there was a little bit of like, oh, like if he's saying he can do anything wrong, we believe him. And like, sure. you don't want to lose both parents. Like I understand where right. they're coming from. Which, well, right. How yeah. do you act? You don't know. Yeah. You know? I don't, Katie, you better not. Yeah. You better not. Okay. Thanks for saying that. I won't. Okay. Thanks for letting I was me just know. making sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I think we weren't told. Oh, we did want to talk a tiny bit about more about uh, uh, Jim Archibald. So in order for Jim Archibald to be the lead attorney, he has had to do some things. So you did a little research on that. What, uh, you know, in a nutshell, did, does he have to do to be on the roster oh. in this state? of certified uh, death of capital cases so he has to take these courses and mm -hmm. has to pass these and he has to do it well so you have to do it the initial time you have to it's like quite a bit of work additional you education have yeah, yeah. you have to learn a lot and go over a lot and like learn like idaho law national law international law stuff about capital cases and then you have to do 12 hours at least once a year of additional training on top of that 
mm-hmm. just to make sure you know all of your stuff. And then you have mm-hmm. to try like three of them. Three or four different uh, yeah. felony cases, like four felony cases. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, actually. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then you also have to do, I believe you have to do a couple or maybe one capital yeah. case as the second chair. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all I the think- things that. Archibald has had to do in order to be qualified to do what he's doing Mm -hmm. as well as Ms. Smith on the prosecutorial side, Mm -hmm. you know, has also been through those, uh, those ropes. Not that the prosecutor's not qualified. I'm sure he is, but you know, the second chair has to do like six hours, six hours a year, I think of the training. Uh-huh. But also has to have a certain amount of felony cases under their belt. Yeah. Right. And those are yeah. the things I that was reading doesn't it have. On the American Bar Association. It was really yeah. interesting because they, they really do have to go through quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want to address, address this question briefly uh, from Stephanie. She wanted to know how in the world they could bury the kids in that yard while Tammy was still alive. And so um, it is true that Tammy was at work, but something else to know, that is a two or three acre property. I think it's like two, two and a half, something like that. And they have their yard area and then they have their driveway. And then they have what looks like a pasture. And, you know, it looked like they had a fire pit out there at one point. Uh, They had their little, uh, you know, pet cemetery where they had, buried some of their pets in the past. So there's a couple of things to note. Where JJ was buried was up underneath a tree and it was grassy and they had cut the sod out. So they actually took a shovel and cut all the grass out and then replaced it after they buried JJ. So that was pretty, uh, I think, pretty well, uh, you know, disguised. And it was up under a tree where I'm guessing Tammy probably never went because it wasn't really her yard. It was more like a pasture area. And then with um, with uh, Tylee, they, where they buried her was where they had buried pets before. And he had texted Tammy that morning and told her that he had shot a big rock, raccoon and had buried it out there. Yeah. So she knew that the ground was disturbed there because he told her told that her. he had buried something there. Yeah. And um, so I'm just rereading over the americanbar.org this is where i'm getting my information so they have to have at least five years litigation experience in criminal criminal defense or prosecution and have some served as lead counsel on no fewer than four felony jury cases cases that went all the way to completion okay and um have served as either lead or co-counsel in one case in which the death penalty might have been imposed. Okay, so that's to be a second chair, correct? No, that's first chair. Oh, that's to be the lead, okay. Yeah, and then co-counsel, prior experience as lead counsel and at least five felony, oh, at least three felony in felony jury cases. 
that were tried to completion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's again where that question comes is if um, yeah. means is even qualified to. Right. So we believe that means it, that precludes him from even being second chair on this yeah. case. So we think that he'll probably get bumped down to like third chair because of all of that. And again, it, my biggest wondering is how Lori's going to feel about all that. But yeah, I not my problem. And Monica, it's a good question. Will Means still be on the case at all? I believe that he will. Okay, I'm a little iffy, and here's why. I, I believe that he will as long as he can stay out of trouble with the Idaho Bar. But he has done some yeah. things over the last while that uh, may have him in trouble with the Idaho Bar. You know that yeah. he uh, leaked some information, leaked some evidence to a podcaster that uh, that actually happened in January not maybe January earlier in the year. And it was just, uh, just released recently that that happened. And there's been some other things too. So I have questioned why, why he's still on this case at all yeah. because of his behavior. But I like what, um, yeah, they, they'll send him to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. He, yeah. He's going to be the coffee boy. Yeah. Scott says he I likes heard, that too. I heard McDonald's yeah. is paying pretty well right now. I don't know. He might, right? might end up at McDonald's. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe so. Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and well, yeah, McDonald's is paying like 15 bucks an hour these days. Yeah. I, yeah. My, yeah. this is a side note, but I don't have a job right now. And <laughs> every time <laughs> I go somewhere, there's always like the text these numbers to this and like, mm -hmm trying to get a job here and my dad always reads them to me and says hey texas number and i always say okay give me your phone sorry guys you can see my dog <laughs> she won't leave me alone looks like little blue would also like to be a part of the broadcast tonight she's really persistent she is <laughs> all she right let me check our notes and double right check i think we pretty much hit on the the Valo stuff, everything that we needed to talk about tonight. Oh, she said, just... no, send them out for donuts and coffee. Oh, that is a good one. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, know, that's like, not the way. worst, right? Either way, yeah. we'll send them to work there or we'll send them to buy them. Right. Oh, okay. There is a little bit more, actually. So it looks like on 8-9, so on Monday, uh, on at least on Lori's... Uh, case there is a filing from her attorneys to dismiss you guys will die laughing oh dismiss yeah. the grand jury indictment yeah so they're filing saying that uh they want the judge to look over the grand jury indictment and decide if they think it's fair now yeah. that's procedural i'm sure that happens in you know most cases like this it just always makes me chuckle a little you know they had like 40 45 uh Witnesses that they brought in for the grand jury indictment and okay, go ahead, file that. Interestingly, though, at least at uh, the last look, uh, Pryor had not filed that for Chad, but at any rate, it had been filed for Lori. So, okay, you uh, you, you do you do that. This yeah. poor judge, <laughs> poor judge voice. If he's not a drinking man, he's going to be. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yeah. 
The other thing that uh, Eric Grossarth, uh, that is one of the reporters that works with Nate Eaton, said yesterday that uh, on Friday that Judge Boyce had indicated that while uh, right now Chad and Lori have separate case numbers, uh, the ongoing murder case is a joint trial for the time being. That's news to me. So we had speculated about whether or not this would have a joinder, but now they are saying uh, that, yeah, it is joined at least for right now. Yeah. 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 Scott says, don't let him write the briefs. Yeah. No kidding. My God. Yeah. So, well, their cases were joined, but those are the cases that were uh, dismissed. So there wasn't, there hasn't been an official word on these cases being joined yet, oh. or maybe oh, there is. Yeah, because they had charges dismissed. Yeah, it's so crazy. So that's what we know. That's pretty much what. Uh, yeah, cases haven't been severed. Yeah, so I guess that includes this case too. So we'll see. I think it's interesting that he said as of yet, but you know, obviously there's been a lot behind the scenes that we don't know about. But yeah, that's where it's at. So. Are we going to move on to our next story? Let's do. Let's move on to the uh, <laughs> to the Maxwell story. So I don't know if having to house Ghislaine uh, Maxwell has really driven somebody to drink, but one of the wardens, one of the associate wardens that is in charge of the jail where Ghislaine Maxwell is, has been, just been charged with murdering her husband. Yeah, shot him. Yeah. Antonia Ashford is her name. Like, like that case couldn't get weirder, but it's not really associated no. with Maxwell herself, except for that. No. How weird is that? Yeah, but um, she, they were also really criticized there because Epstein killed himself there. Isn't right, that at correct? the same That's place. That's what I read. So mm -hmm. they've been criticized. So killed himself there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I don't know if she just cracked under all this pressure or what was going on in her life, but yeah, mm -hmm. she has been charged with shooting her husband. So maybe she'll be uh, an inmate there now. This is the yeah. Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. But also in uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah, Ghislaine, Jolaine, some people actually call her Gislaine, which I think is, um, she also Gross. should have to change her name for being inappropriate, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's an inappropriate person. Mom, wait, wait, wait. She's not an elected official, Katie. She's well, that's true. That's there's true. a difference. Yeah. They can't just sure. get her removed from the jail by voting her out. <laughs> The voter off the island. Well, that's probably going to happen. She'll be heading straight to prison with a one-way ticket. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so now there have been, there's been someone that has specifically spoken out against Prince Andrew. Now, Prince Andrew was one of the people that has been named quite a bit in the Epstein and Maxwell uh, drama, if you will. And he is the brother of Prince Charles and the son of the queen. And he is also, it sounds like a sex offender. There's been a lot of people uh, with 
you know, words along those lines for him. And someone has now officially, uh, you know, filed suit against him for what he did to her. And uh, news has it now that Maxwell is prepared to testify on his behalf. So, you know, when you are being charged with something, do you really want, it was, it's Virginia who also has sued Maxwell, but at any rate, uh, <laughs> now they're saying that she's going to testify on his behalf. Is that who you want to testify on your behalf? Yeah. Somebody who's I... in jail being tried for like scads of cases that have everything to do with the same stuff you're being charged yeah. with. If she's your star witness, um, you're screwed. Yeah, that's, they're just trying to find a needle in a haystack, I guess. I guess. Disgusting people, huh? Awful people. Really the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us down to our DNA for the win for the night. And Mars, you don't uh, know this story. I decided I would just tell it to you. I think it's fascinating so there was a girl that was murdered 46 years ago named Lori Nesson and Lori was found naked thrown by the side of the road she was 15 years old her clothes were scattered for several miles down the road and get this this will surprise no one here the coroner at the time ruled the cause of death as undetermined You know, because surely she threw herself out of a, dead out of a vehicle and threw her clothes all the way down the road, right? Wait, what, sorry, when did you say this was, Mom? This was 46 years ago. Okay. This was a super long time ago. Okay. In the 70s. Okay, so at any rate, her case was immediately cold. They didn't, uh, didn't have anything. And... Her mother really tried to get the case, uh, you know, get her death ruled as a homicide because it yeah was it was yeah, but they never changed it, and it wasn't clear until 2020 that a detective finally picked it up and went, you know what, we do have evidence, we do have DNA. There's no reason why we haven't solved this case. So he went ahead and reopened the case and was able to get the cause of death changed to homicide, which was a mm -hmm. big victory for her family because for 45 years that it had not been ruled that way. Yeah. And the local news stories uh, reported on it. And one of their listeners called in a tip that linked her case to another case that happened in that area in 1975. So she died in 1974. In 1975, there was another teenager that was murdered. Her, She was uh, 17 years old, and she was uh, sexually assaulted and murdered. And... Her last name was Adams. I don't know why I don't have her first name here. Oh, Karen Adams. Karen Adams. So anyway, they, this listener, for how whatever they knew, they called in this tip and linked these two cases together. So they went back to Karen Adams' case and discovered that Karen Adams' case had already been solved. 
And the person who murdered Karen Adams had already been put in prison for her murder. Mm -hmm. And his name was Robert Meyer. So they were able to get DNA from Robert Meyer's, from, from her case. Robert Meyer was actually, is actually now dead, of course. But, uh, and yes, it matches. So now they finally know who, who killed, killed her. her. And it was the same man who killed Karen, you know. And so if the police would have jumped on it when it happened, two girls wouldn't be dead, only one girl. Yeah, maybe Which so. Which one girl is awful, but, and who knows if he had done that to anybody else, too. He well, got away with the first one. Well, well listen to this. Oh. Dude was, he was a super bad guy. So he, he killed the first girl in 1974. Then he went directly to jail for beating a guy with a hammer. And right (laughs) after, yeah, right after he got out of prison for that, he killed Karen. And then he went back to prison for rape and kidnapping in Toledo. So somebody did finally catch him, but he'd already done all these other crimes that he hadn't been caught for. He was released in 2001, and then in 2011, using DNA, they caught him and convicted him. He actually pled guilty in the murder of Karen, but he never admitted. It took until 2001? Yeah. Well, no, no, 2011. 2011. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, in 2011... They finally charge him in 2012. They convict him of the murder of Karen. And they finally put him in prison for that. And then he died in prison. But he never did admit to the murder of Lori. And the police weren't even on the trail of him. And so they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't seek a confession or anything. Yeah. And in t- then in 2020, they get this tip that links the cases together. They do mm-hmm. the DNA, blah, blah, blah. And they discover that he also yeah. killed Lori. And this was in the oh same state, just a different county where these murders happened. That's insane. Isn't that something? So it's And it kind took of all cool. the way till t- uh, 2011 mm-hmm. to figure out. Yeah. And clear until 2020 to figure out Lori. Yeah. 46 years, 45 years. Yeah. Yep. So sadly, he's dead. So her family won't get any justice from uh, being able to, you know, see him actually pay the price. Yeah. But they at least have that closure. But her brother, uh, Karen's brother, made a statement. He said, had the authorities treated Lori's case appropriately and immediately treated it like a homicide, maybe my sister wouldn't have had to die. It's very mm-hmm. sad, uh, but it's kind of interesting. They, The article that I read, this was from 10 WBNS News, and they were talking to her sister, Tony. Her sister and a bunch of her friends from high school, some of them flew in from out of the country, met at her graveside to do a little ceremony mm-hmm. to tell her that your case has finally been solved and we know what happened to you and who did it and to burn a picture of him in a bucket over her grave. So that's the closure they got. That's the closure they got. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Red Girl says there wasn't much communication between police departments in the 70s. Yeah. Not to the extent that things work now. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's so different now. And we just keep seeing these old cases being uh, solved because of DNA. It's just so amazing. But more often than not, the perp has already died. That's happened. Oh, in fact, the, uh, this is the third DNA for the win case that I uh, studied up on to present today. And the other two were just so quick and one and done and perp's already dead. And I was like, oh, let's look for something that's a little bit more, yeah. has more teeth. But uh, anyway, that's that's the scoop. Wow. Yeah. But I hope that all of them, you know. If they all get solved. So, yes, DNA for the win. We're all about it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we've got. Does anybody Wait, have any more Mom. questions for Mom, Mars? What I you have got? to show them Blue. Oh. Blue, come here. She's laying down by me right now. Come here. <laughs> come and show up. Blue never gets to be on camera because she's too big. <laughs> I never big. pick her up. Well, the chihuahuas are easier to show. Look at Blue. There her she eye is. Looks red, but it's you not. Can... It's just the white. Hey. You can see why her name is Blue. Yeah, she was she born really... right here in this house. When in this bedroom that I am in right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, she has not let me stop petting her for a while now. Yeah, you she can't sit down in a room mm -mm. she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, do you have anything else you want to ask or input or address? Are you at peace? What you got? I'm good. Are you good, Blue? Blue says she's good. Blue's good. Yes, she is beautiful. She's a good girl. She is such a good she dog. She sheds really bad. She's it's half facet and half corgi. Yeah, we've been washing her with a shedding shampoo and it's a little better, but she's a real shedder. Yeah. And so, we... <laughs> She's going to be traveling with us to Montana when we go so that Mars can see her dog. And so we ordered her a leotard today, this whole like whole bodysuit thing <laughs> to try to keep the shedding down in the car because it's pretty intense. Uh, anyway, I will share pictures. It's going to be hysterical. Uh, this is going to take a lot of treats. That's what I have to say. I, you know what? <laughs> She's going to be a good girl in the car. <laughs> Oh, she'll be a good girl for sure. She is literally, she's such a good dog. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. the best. Yeah. Joy said, I think people would find more peace from seeing the perp is already dead than having the stress of going through a trial and appeals. I agree yeah. with you. I know some family members don't. They wanted those moments. They wanted to be able to give a victim statement. You know, they wanted to be able to look that person in the eye. So, but I agree with you on that front. I mean, Having to go through the whole trial process is immensely difficult on families. It puts yeah. their lives on hold for years. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a leotard for a dog. I got to see that. I will share pictures. I promise. Yeah. She's going to be mortified. <laughs> she is going to be mortified, but she gets to go. That's the trade off. Yeah. So her legs are very short. She's a basset corgi. And Bassets and Corgis both have little short legs. So, yep, she has short legs, long body. She just happens to have... <laughs> she happens to have the Corgi undercoat. 
in a lot of ways, she's more Bassett than she is Corgi, but she has that Bassett undercoat. She and has. She will herd. She'll herd she you like a Corgi. She has sad Bass eyes. But you know, mm -hmm. sometimes well, you're just walking like, oh, well, she did it to me yesterday. I was taking her out front to go potty and she gave me a little nip on the calf. Now, she doesn't buy a hoard. She's herding. You know, yeah. she came from herding stock uh, from the Corgis, not the Bassets, but <laughs> no. That's just come from the all, lay on the couch and eat yeah, snacks. Yeah, she sleeps all day. That's how she's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think that we're ready to wrap up. So don't forget that tomorrow night I have Nurse Hadley coming on to the Psychic Hour at 7 p.m. Mountain Time right here on the live stream on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, Hadley is a hospice nurse. That she's a TikToker. That's how I found yeah. her. You can go find her on TikTok at Nurse Hadley if you yeah. want to go brush up so you're ready to ask her some questions or ask about specific experiences. But um, and she's if you're going a regular to TikTok user, as me and my mom are, you've mm -hmm. probably seen some of her videos. You may have, yeah. Uh, just how she has a beautiful spirit. Her stories are beautiful, and she just has a really beautiful. Uh, perspective on death yeah. and dying yeah yeah and so you know we've been through hospice and, and dying people a couple of times around here so we we've experienced it too and to hear her stories and her stories of uh, people you know crazy stuff happening with the with the spirit world you know around mm -hmm. these things anyway you guys are going to love her so tomorrow night mm -hmm. 7 p.m right here on the live stream and yeah so look at me partying it up while christy's on vacation just yeah. bringing in guests right and left well thank you for coming be there or be square there you go that was close say goodbye it is, it is. <laughs> all right guys thanks so much for listening mars thanks for being here this was fun i'm sure we'll do it again and yes. this uh yeah this has been yet another production of true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters take care I'm doing the wrong thing. See, I'm supposed Christy's the producer, not me. Sorry, you guys. I'm gonna say it again. Well, this has been another production <laughs> of True Grind Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. <laughs>